0: hello everybody it's MJ. Unfortunately I have to do a pre-episode announcement. Of course we had our first guest of the season uh, on this episode John Canada. Unfortunately the we had problem with the recording uh, and his voice was completely cut out of the episode. so John we'll have to get you on next time to redo this awesome episode and at least you guys can hear our reactions to his comments, answers, and question so hope you guys enjoy hello everybody and welcome to another episode of what's your fantasy a fantasy football podcast it's me and the crew and we got a little surprise for you um of course the usual the fun train scott the shadow and john canada john welcome your first guest for this fantasy year how are you doing buddy of course i do have to give john a shout out um and the band he's a part of the brook and the bluff who are now touring across america With their latest album release, Bluebeard. Please give it a listen if you haven't already. With that, you guys, we're going to go ahead and scoot on over to our icebreaker, which is going to be an Apple draft. An Apple draft. Um, Don't ask me why. You can direct those questions to the Fun Train. Um, But we have already done our randomizer. It'll be led by John, the Fun Train, me, and Scott. Now, Uh, quick question guys this isn't a snake draft right this is um just your basic reset flop over to pick one again
1: right no we will we will do a snake draft to to maintain consistency and fairness um I, i will say just the reason for the apple draft national apple day is october 21st which is coming up the Saturday. So that is the reason for the season and why mm-hmm. we are doing the Apple draft. So, um, yeah. All
0: right. Well, Jay can with the one Oh one of Apple pro well, Apple things. Uh, what do you take?
1: Excellent. It, it Excellent. will be
0: exceptionally hard to beat that.
1: Um, that was, that was definitely number one of on my board, Apple Inc. So I am, I'm very sad that it was taken, but it was the right choice. With my number two pick, I'm going to go with the Big Apple, a.k.a. New York City. So some may have thought I would go in another direction that I assume MJ is going to go. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Big Apple. New York City is amazing. I love it. And I feel like it's still at the number one spot.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not as creative as most people, but I will go with, oh, this is kind of difficult, but listen, I actually really like, uh, applesauce. Um, just listen, if we get to pick our favorite things and all I've got listed in front of me are apple products. So food items <laughs> made of apples, I will gladly take applesauce. Cause listen, uh, it just tastes so good and it's just so easy to eat. And I'm glad, listen, I'm glad you went with what you like, MJ. Have you ever tried? Have you tried freezing your applesauce? You get it to that point where it's like right in the point of being frozen, but not frozen. It's so good. So yeah,
1: try to leave the grocery store with without it. That's my oh point. well. <laughs> that sounds
2: like a Steven thing to me. Uh, <laughs> Scott, what do you have for pick four?
1: Yeah, don't let Steven knock
2: your applesauce pick. Uh, do I think it's around one or probably not? But um, applesauce is great. Uh, I like it uh but i can't believe this one fell to me uh i mean yeah give me give me apple pie at the 1.04 considered classic apple. it's great value classic apple. apple pie if you can get a little dollop of vanilla ice cream with it i mean there's not too many more things that are more american than that so mm. um, i'll take that and then uh with the uh 2.01 uh i'm going to go away from food for a little bit um i actually just did this uh for the first time a couple weekends ago with the wife and a couple of our friends uh we went apple picking um and it's a lot of fun uh went to an orchard there were many different types um fiji red delicious granny smith's um honey crisps and you you know you grab a whole bunch put them in a bag weigh it and pay by the poundage but um yeah uh and i will say i think fiji's are my favorite um now yeah. MJ, what do you got? Yeah. Great choice. Um, over there, apple pie and apple picking
0: can't beat that. Um, I'm going to go with another spinoff of apple products. I guess it's going to be apple cider, apple cider vinegar. Um, listen, multiple health benefits. Uh, you'd be surprised at what apple cider vinegar can do for you and your body. So that's my pick at two Oh two, uh, Not even
1: apple cider, apple cider vinegar.
0: Hey, I turned 30, and I'm only I'm all I've been thinking about is how to improve my well being. So, I've so, so what things. what can it do for you? What a- apple cider vinegar?
2: Yeah. Oh uh, shoot! Well, um, S- sorry to put you on the spot there, but I assume like if you're you know yeah, well, taking like, apple cider vinegar, of course, vinegar, there's like- tons
0: of like uh, tons of
2: vitamins in there, you know,
0: like. Like, it's good for diabetics. It can lower blood sugar. It can also help with cholesterol. Um, like, I guess we put myself out there. I have some, like, some eczema, so it can help relieve some eczema, uh, kill germs. I mean, it does a lot of different stuff that, I mean, it's kind of crazy what apple cider vinegar can do for you. Now, it doesn't taste that good, I'll be honest, but health benefits outweigh the taste cons.
2: So better than just having apples or just having vinegar. Apple cider
0: vinegar. I mean,
1: yeah. You hit the nail right on the head. Solid choice. Solid <laughs> choice, MJ. Punch train? I'm going to go with maybe another forgotten option. I'm going to take Johnny Appleseed with my second pick. He is the man who planted the seed, literally. And... uh mm. All across, not he's a real guy, which I I sometimes forget. So uh, give him his flowers and his apples, and give me give me apple seed with my number two, John. What do you have?
2: Hey, what
1: <laughs> a pick!
2: What a pick! This is I a mean, baseball draft and impressive. excellent pick, right. excellent
1: pick, well played. Wow, I love I love the football option. Strong team there, Josh. Um, I'm going to take. The whiskey apple, which if you guys don't know is a drink originating in Australia and it is whiskey mixed with crushed apples. And I I will tell you, whenever you go into almost any bar in Australia, they literally have an apple crushing machine. They crush the apples right in front of you and that crushed apple juice mixed with the whiskey is incredible. And that is like starting in Australia. It's great. Amazing drink. If you, I guess if you have an apple crusher, you know, try it out here. But, um, anyways, it's a unique drink and so good. Um, MJ. Yeah. So we talked about this before we started
0: recording, but it's going to be apple bottom jeans, mainly for the fact that it is part of the, I guess the song of a lot of our middle school years um, low by Flo Rida, um, which released back in 2007. And I don't think I really, that's all like, I don't know. You say apple bottom jeans anywhere and people always going to relate to that song. And man, was that song releasing middle school? That was a bop. That was a bop baby. I mean, still is let's be still yeah you're right it is still a pop. so that'll be my only pop culture reference for the apple draft so
2: boots with the fur baby um yeah so i'm i think i'm gonna get some eye rolls here but uh i'm actually gonna go with um with a specific candy here and i'm talking about the caramel apple pops so the Mm -hmm. lollipops with the caramel around the apple on the outside Definitely one of my all-time favorites, um, outside of like the chocolate world, because I'm definitely a bigger chocolate guy than regular candy. But uh, yeah, the caramel apple pops to close us out.
1: Shocked. Few few uh, uh, honorable mentions that did not get drafted: apple strudel, apple juice, hot apple cider, caramel apple bobbing for apples so there are a lot a lot of great unforgotten
2: everyone i will say yeah like apple cider vinegar i was like oh i mean that kind of it's not the same as apple cider but still and then you mentioned the whiskey with the apple juice so it's like uh um i did think about bobbing for apples but i i think uh picking apples i went with for my activity
1: where are you more vulnerable than bobbing for apples that's the question i mean
2: i
0: guess take Using the restroom, I guess. I don't... I mean, but your head is underwater, so...
2: <laughs> Best yeah. place to do it. No no comment.
1: There we go.
0: All right, guys. Great Apple draft. We'll go ahead and scoot on over to our Week 6 recap. Now, a lot of injuries, of course. Uh, CMC, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Hill, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, David Montgomery... Kyron Williams. I mean, these are a lot of players who have been winning weeks for people. Um, We'll move on a little bit to our games. We'll recap. First of which is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles winning. Well, actually losing. I'm sorry. Losing to the New York Jets. Crazy, right? 20 to 14. 14. Uh, most notably Jalen Hurts throwing three interceptions this game, uh 280 yards, one touchdown. He also rushed for 47 yards and a touchdown as well. Um AJ Brown, um, uh, who's owned by John in or what's your fantasy fantasy league? Uh going seven for one thirty-one, uh, no touchdowns. Um, DeAndre Swift getting the other rece- receiving touchdown, eight for 40. Uh Zach Wilson, 186. No touchdowns, no ints. Brees Hall getting that last uh, minute touchdown. Twelve carries for thirty nine yards, though. Um, do you yeah. guys feel like this is a great opportunity to buy low on Devonta Smith, who's uh, you know hasn't been really living up to expectations at this point?
1: Yeah, I think it could be, and especially in I would say redraft would not say dynasty. I think that would be a little silly to pay overpay for him. Um, well, the point is to not overpay if he's, you know, sorry. Really I, I guess cool for you to uh, sell him for less than he's really worth. Um, but, uh, I mean, redraft, I, I can see a scenario where you could get rid of them. Cause you can probably find someone like an Adam Thielen, who's providing mm-hmm. consistent value, but overall, I, i don't think i think there's concern for the eagles but when you compare them to the rest of the nfl like everyone kind of sucks so mm-hmm. i uh <laughs> like it's just a complete crap shoot on who's going to be good in this league um so from that standpoint i'm i'm pretty at, I, I believe in the talent of that team so
2: yeah i'm not worried about the eagles at all um i think it was uh poor coaching poor clock management. Poor defense there at the end of the game against the Jets. Um, and poor play calling, I think ultimately. Uh put the ball in Hertz's hand, let him do magic with AJ Brown. Um, they've mastered the Tush push. I love it. I'm all for it. I don't think it should be outlawed. Um Well, they are the originators of the Tush push. I know. It, it, it was it the uh, brotherly shove? Brotherly the, Shove, uh, yes. Is the Philadelphia name for it? Um yeah, I, I'm not worried. Uh they're five and one. So they dropped one to the Jets. Um they'll rebound next week, I think. Which I mean is the tush
0: push itself is keeping Jalen Hurts fantasy relevant. You know, QB two for the year, currently with five rushing touchdowns, all courtesy of the brotherly shove. So um yeah, crazy, right? Yes, they are signing signing Julio Jones, which I don't know if, if that that is a great question, John. Um, what do you guys think? I don't. I personally don't think Julio will make that much of a fantasy difference. I mean, yeah, with uh, like the arguably the goat, Tom Brady last year, he didn't really have that much fantasy relevance due to injuries. So, I mean, do you guys feel like this is, uh, I mean, even worth a flex position on your team?
1: No, I don't think so. Julio's, he's on the Mount Rushmore for me. And I still, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think he's probably a last- guy. Yeah.
2: I think it depends on the league. Uh, I actually picked him up in one of our dynasty leagues, MJ. Uh, we don't have kickers or defenses, so we have super deep benches. And... Mm-hmm. I think he was better than some other things that I had on my bench. So why not take a shot? Um, do I think he's gonna take away from AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? No. I think if there's anybody that could possibly lose some value from him being on this team now, it's going to be Goddard. Okay. All right, great, great. And he's
0: popped off. Goddard's gotten his looks that past couple of weeks too. So um, we'll move on to our next game, which is the Washington Commanders winning over the Atlanta Falcons 24 to 16. Uh, Sam Howell, not really slinging as much as he normally does, but 151, three touchdowns, no INTs, uh, nothing really recognizable for the rushing uh, output for this team, but Terry, scary, Terry six for 81. Curtis Samuel continues his tear, um four for 42 one touchdown uh brian robinson getting a touchdown as well and antonio gibson so um on the atlanta side desmond ritter throwing for 307 yards two touchdowns three ints uh what the last one of course which ultimately sealed the game for them um drake london nine for 125 zero tutties kyle pitts finally getting a touchdown four for 43 yards and john smith four for 36 and one touchdown um a lot of times i guess in a lot of our uh, group chats especially for me steven and scott we talked a lot about sam howell uh, C- old commissioner dave talks about a lot about sam howell and if you got him i mean late in a draft where he was falling i mean you got a heck of a deal um a guy who's been really outperforming his draft position how do you guys feel about him in the dynasty scape. I mean, do you feel like this is a, I mean, of course a job that he can lose, but do you feel like he's at least solidified this position for a year, another year, two years?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, he solidified it at least through this year. Um, if not beyond that, I think his performance at this point is better than what was expected. Uh, I think the commanders are doing better than what was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say Uh, you got him in our, what's your fantasy startup right after I took Sam Laporta. And I honestly, I was between Laporta and, uh, how at that point, um, and I think that both have kind of worked out for us to an extent. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like where he went in drafts, I think he's definitely value for you at this point. And, uh, if he's your third quarterback or your fourth quarterback, you could definitely trade him for another asset. Yeah, and Steven, being
0: the resident Falcons fan, how do you feel about Desmond? I mean, are you are you just disappointed in the man? I mean, he threw for three hundred yards, but that those INTs, of course, lost you guys the game. I mean, yeah, you feel I, like it's time for Heineke to get a shot.
1: I don't know if I'd say it's time for Heineke to get a shot, but I am. I'm just waiting for the announcement. I, I think one thing that Ritter had going for him is that he could say he never lost at home, which it's like, if you're the coach, you can at least say as bad as he's doing, he's never lost at home. So he's got that. And now he doesn't have that in his pocket. (laughs) So I, I I think it's a matter of time. If he has another game like this, where he has the opportunity to win and they, and they lose, I think he's going to be benched. So unfortunately, especially with someone that has him on a team, I'm, I'm not hopeful. I, He seems like a good guy. So I kind of wish for that, that he would be talented as well. But um, I am, uh, I'm not, I'm not optimistic by any means with Ritter and the Falcons.
2: So based on our what's your fantasy scoring, Ritter is number 16 for quarterbacks. Uh, So clearly in the QB2 super flex conversation so far to start the year.
1: Not that bad. To be, I mean, to add color to that, he's had games of, 22, 26, 19, but also 8, 6, and 8. So, mm. I so mean... Mike Williams of quarterbacks? Which is not something that you want rolling in your... De- definitely league.
2: not, but I'm just saying, like, for Superflex, you know, depending on what your options are, I, I would rather start a quarterback if if it's a, you know, coin toss, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you do have to do a little bit extra work there. Um, how, how What do we feel about Heineken in general if he does get this starting job do we elevate the rest of the Falcons receivers specifically
1: I don't think there's a huge change I, okay. obviously I don't I don't know what it is but they they don't use their weapons correctly but I will say Drake London is obviously his usage is increased and in, I mean incredible nine receptions last game which is huge so I I don't see Assuming that that's going to be kind of the norm, where he's in that seven to ten reception range, I don't see Heineke like elevating him significantly more. And in Kyle Pitts, I no, <laughs> I think we've we've seen enough, and it's just I don't I don't think it's on Kyle, but the coaching is just questionable, and I I don't understand why they do the strategy that they do. You tell him fun train
0: uh we'll move on to our final game which will be the new england patriots losing to the las vegas raiders 21 to 17 mac jones i we of course i showed the uh showed a couple of this stat from this month derrick henry has thrown more touchdowns in the month of october one uh compared to mac jones this month of course zero the big zero uh mac jones is going 200 no tutties, 1-I-N-T. Ramondre Stevenson, a player on JCan's team, going 10 for 46 and one touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott finding the end zone, 7 for 34. Uh, most honestly, the only notable wide receiver from the Patriots is going to be Kendrick Bourne going 10 for 89. Uh, Jimmy G going 162, one touchdown, 1-I-N-T. One he did leave injured with Brian Hoyer coming in. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, another average game, 25 for 77 yards, no touchdowns, Michael Mayer finally getting his breakout game five for 75 and Jacoby Myers sneaking in a touchdown there five for 61. Now, John, this, this correction, uh, question is directed towards you specifically because you do own Ramondre, um, who hasn't really performing as we'd hope he would be currently RB 22 for the year. Um, has been extremely hot or extremely cold. I mean, with the inconsistency of the, the Patriots this year, I mean, would you try to sell Ramondre, or is this a point where you're you know you're just you're forced to hold and just see what happens?
2: Yeah, I think if you try to sell him now, you'd be selling him low. Um, and I don't think it's all due to Stevenson. I think the Patriots' offense as a whole is just really really bad this year um and the o-line's not doing him any favors and zeke is getting some more looks
0: yeah zeke is sneaking in there i mean i i guess i just really don't know i don't know what's going on with this team like yeah every time i watch it, it just feels like stevenson just isn't getting the amount of gap that he used to last year although when he's had his chances and he had his breakaway he does look pretty decent on the flip side of that josh jacobs who um scott i feel is like continues to underperform uh currently rb15 on the year which isn't bad um i mean how do you feel about this offense potentially losing jimmy garoppolo i mean you feel like they sway more towards the run here and um potentially get jacobs more touches i mean he did get 25 carries already last game
2: yeah so um First, before I answer that, um, I'm not worried as a Jacobs owner. Uh, Love you it. Mentioned 25 for 77. He's so just to run the ball. He's touching the ball 25 times. He also had two receptions uh, this past game as well. So he's getting looks in the passing game. Like the volume is there. You know, an opportunity right for fantasy success. Even if you know they lose Garoppolo and they have to go with Hoyer or uh, the rookie. I'm not worried uh, about Jacobs. Um, I think, um, Jacoby Myers and, uh, Devonte Adams still require the defense to, you know, put some bodies on them and that's going to open things up for Jacobs. Um, yeah, maybe he's not getting as many touchdowns as we want, but even having said all that, he's still number 15. Like you said, on the season mm-hmm. with this, you know, lower production, um, So, yeah, no, I'm not worried as Jacob's owner. I think he's a must-start every single week. Set it and forget it. Set it
0: and forget it. And, of course, I do have to give a little shout-out for Jacoby Myers, um, who I I will say Scott has consistently pushed over the last um, year and a half. Um, So I do want to give a little shout-out to you, Scott. Jacoby, let's see how good, how well Jacoby's doing, because I want to throw that in there. Jacoby's currently wide receiver 14, for the year, wide receiver 14 with output of 24 points, 12, 4.3, 17, and six, 14.6 points. So, a potentially sneaky pick for everyone who kind of had a little belief in him, got him late. So, that was our,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, um you know, he finally got away from that terrible Patriots offense and got on a team that actually respects the pass and has given him some looks. And, oh, yeah, the high powered
1: Las Vegas Raiders.
2: Hey, I I didn't say that they're high power, but at least he's getting looks and they're better than the Patriots offense, but they're actually respecting him for the athlete that he is and not wasting his talents. Yeah. Well,
0: of course I was within your realm of possibilities, Jacoby, uh, popping off, seeing some increase of looks. What other possibilities do you think could happen this year, Scott? And of course you're going to be hosting the realm of possibilities.
2: Thank you for that transition there, MJ. Uh, So I'm actually going to start with two that we kind of touched on a bit in the preseason. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily say an update, um, but kind of tweaking the question now based on what we've seen for the first six weeks of the season. So our first realm of possibility, I'll give you basically the stats, the rundown first, and then I'll ask the question. So prior to the season and the Rodgers injury, we asked if it was in the realm that the jets could make it to and win the super bowl they now stand at 3 and 3 with quality wins over the bills and most recently the eagles and a quality loss only 3 points to the chiefs is it in the realm that they make the playoffs this season
1: hmm playoffs yeah, it's not. i mean without a question it's in the realm of possibility as i mentioned earlier everyone sucks and i think if if Zach Wilson can game manage and not lose games, that jets defense is going to keep them in every single game that they're in. And what happened to the Eagles can happen to every other team. So, and, and not to mention if a rod gets back, that's obviously a whole different story, but I think even as it currently stands, it is in the realm of possibilities.
0: Yeah, I think I completely agree. They can absolutely make the playoffs. That jets defense is no joke. Um, that's, Robert Robert Salas like specialty it's a defense that's what he puts pride in. Now if they just don't turn the ball over, uh, we can see what happens to a, a good team that turns the ball over. For example, the Vikings who are just having an abysmal season, um, they can definitely make the playoffs. And with Brees getting healthier, getting majority of the carries
2: now, oh yeah, baby. So I agree. I agree with you, John. It's crazy uh, where they're at you know, since week one, since losing Rodgers. But uh, I think I'm going to go opposite of what all you guys say here. I don't think it's in the realm of possibility. Listen, only seven teams per conference can make the playoffs. Um, I think the Dolphins and Bills are a lock from the East. Uh, I think the Jags should win the South. I think there's only going to be one representative from the South, but still, that's a third spot. The West should have the Chiefs at a minimum. That's four. Possibly the Chargers, that's five. I think that there's going to be two more teams out of the North. Actually, I think I think it's either going to be uh, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, or Ravens, uh, Browns, and Pittsburgh. uh, If the Bengals can't turn around, I think there's going to be three teams out of the North. Um, I I don't think it's in the realm of possibility, guys. I just don't. You think Pittsburgh? AFC North
1: is the best argument. There's there's no one in the AFC North has a losing record, which is very impressive. Um, so I I do get that argument, but it's a big realm. It it is a big realm, and like anything can happen,
2: and it's crazy where they're at this to this point. But um, I I just don't see them being one of the top seven teams in the AFC. It's it's such a tough conference. Uh, but with that, we'll go to our second realm of possibility. Uh, so prior to the season, we asked if any of the rookie quarterbacks could finish in the top twelve this season. We had some mixed answers, but the consensus was that Richardson, if any of them, uh, now the best chance of the big three is Stroud, obviously with Richardson being out for the year. Uh, Bryce Young not looking as good as we had hoped, the Panthers had hoped. Um, So Stroud, who currently sits as number 12 in the What's Your Fantasy scoring at quarterback. Here are some notable quarterbacks, and by notable, these are quarterbacks that have at least one top 10 finish in fantasy who are currently behind Stroud? Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Deshaun Watson. So having said all that, is it in the realm of possibility that Stroud finishes in the top 10 at the position this year? That's a tough question
0: because those are some excellent quarterbacks that you just listed there. Um, And I, I, I mention this every week. Um, specifically about the Shanahan system. Okay. And it's all about making the quarterback the least important position on the field. And I, I really think that D'Amico Ryans has done an excellent job. Of course he brought in the offensive previous offensive coordinator for the 49ers in as as his OC. And I think they've done an excellent job, which is why you know Stroud has been setting records. I mean he said the what most consecutive passes without an INT to start an NFL career. Um, He's just a few. uh, I'm not really sure how many yards short he is of what uh, Herbert's record is for uh, most passing yards to start an NFL career, but he's right below that. I, I think this offense is just, it's his, the 12th spot is his for the taking. If he just executes, he continues to not turn the ball over. I think it's totally within the realm of possibilities he can finish there, especially with what he's making use of what Nico Collins, uh, tank Dell Dalton Schultz. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy what he's doing with the talent that is around him.
2: So you think top 12 for sure, but the question was top
0: 10. Oh, top 10. Sorry. Yes. I think it, it, it's totally within the realm of possibilities um with the system he's in. Um all he has to do is execute. Now whether or not he does it, we'll we'll have to see how the season goes, but I think it's totally within the realm of possibilities.
1: I do. I had him as my my unconfident QB two, but now very happy as my QB two. Um I think I mean, yeah, he's, he's five points away from top 10 right now for quarterbacks. And, you know, Purdy is definitely not a lock. Wilson is not a lock. Um, and then the quarterbacks that you mentioned, valid, but no no surefire top 10 guys. So, so yeah, I think it's in the realm of possibility. He's been playing really clean, solid football. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Man,
2: all right. Well, I'm going to take the opposite again here. I think top 12 (laughs) is in the realm. I think top 12 is barely in the realm. That's where he sits right now. Even after having the amazing start to the season he's had, he's sitting right there at the cusp at top 12. I think for him to jump two more guys and not get surpassed by any of those other guys I mentioned is super unlikely. I think the odds are completely against it. And if he does it, that's awesome. It's amazing. Congrats on Steven with the excellent pick. Uh, but I do not think it's in the realm, guys. I think uh, I think that is a bit of a stretch for this season. Um, but
1: ah, sure, thank you, Realms, John.
2: Realms are very big, and and <laughs> I just I think I think this one is outside it. Um, the third one I have for you guys: the Dolphins are one of the hottest teams in all football at five and one, but their one loss is to the divisional rival. Bills who have won the past three AFC East division titles. Miami has not won the division since 2008, which was the year that Tom Brady got hurt. Is it in the realm of possibility that they win the AFC East this year?
1: There's yeah. nothing more that could be in a realm than the Dolphins winning the AFC East. I mean, yeah, I, they're 5 and 1, they're completely dominant defense doesn't win championships so give me that high part offense that's going to keep them in every game similar to the new york jets defense keeping them in every game um there's yeah I, I in the realm yeah i if i was putting money on it i feel like i'm probably still going bills just uh for uh historical proven this (laughs) but uh i'm i'm all in on the dolphins bandwagon i guess you could say and uh i mean i mean realm of possibility no no question yeah this offense is setting records and
0: uh, man it's just one of those things where believe it or not their head coach is a disciple of the shanahan system as well um it's crazy and you know what's changing they are changing the nfl with all these motion movements defenses don't know what to do with it or how to deal with that and of course with this outside zone scheme they have literally catered their running backs to perfection i mean they're all majority of them are all speed guys uh, of course if a what a chan I, I forgot what round he was drafted i feel like he was like a, a day three pick like they're third rounder or plus. Could you look that up, Fun Train, for me? But the immediate success he was able to find um with this system is just astounding. And every one of their running backs is just putting up bonkers numbers. And Tua is able to succeed as well. Uh it is well, of course, uh shoot cornerback Scott, who's that quarterback they signed over the offseason? Uh Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey finally got back on the field this week. Uh, he's going to be coming back for this defense. I think the, I think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I think it's actually going to happen this year. And the Bills have one of the toughest schedules remaining schedules for the entire year, so it can definitely happen. Realm within the You're realm. correct, MJ. Third round pick. Thank you. Yeah, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, and. I think at this point he's a top ten, definitely a top ten dynasty running back, no question. Uh, I would, I would even say, honestly, I would push it to like top five. I would push it to top five, just because how consistent he's been with that work, and how, I mean, he's so fast, and that offense is so high octane. I don't, I don't see any reason how he can fail other than possibly getting injured. So.
1: Go for it. Throw it.
2: Yeah. No, that's, that's a good thing to do. Um, when you are one in five, look for pieces that can help you next year. I just, I don't know who has a Chan in, in our league. Uh, Steven, if you want to look that up, but Oh, is it Harrison? I mean, you might be able to sway your boy. You might be able to sway him, but I don't think anybody is selling a first, first year, uh, rookie running back that has shown what he's shown. Um, at least not for cheap, but, uh, you could try. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. I think he's going to run away with it though. Um, and for our listeners out there, John drew a little circle in the air and then pointed right in the middle of it for where he thinks the dolphins are, uh, as far as winning the division in their own possibility. I will agree this time with the three of you that I definitely think it is a possibility. I dot wouldn't be as close to the center as John's dot. I think it's closer to one of the edges, just because the Buffalo bills, um, They've done it before the last three years. They are the team to beat. The Dolphins haven't beaten them yet. Uh, It's hard to bet against Josh Allen. It's hard to bet against the Bills' defense. Um, And, you know, not to spoil anything, but I ultimately think it's going to come down to their second matchup, which is in Miami, the last game of the regular season on January 7th. Bills versus Dolphins in Miami. I think the winner of that game will win the division. Um, so I absolutely think it's in the realm of possibility. I'm much closer to the edge because I think the Bills are still the favorite. But uh, yeah, definitely not going to say that that's out of the realm of possibility. All right. Last but not least, and since MJ can't stop talking about Shanahan, let's talk about the Niners. Uh, the 49ers have looked like the best team in the NFL up to, up until this past weekend when they lost to the Watsonless Browns. Now, to be fair, they had injuries to CMC and Debo, as well as linebacker Greenlaw, offensive tackle Trent Williams, and safety Odom. So lots of big named starters they lost during this game. However, none of these injuries seem to be long-term. Uh, but without these players, Purdy looked different. Uh, was not his normal Purdy self. Um, definitely saw a difference there without a lot of these key pieces. So... Uh, and one more stat for you. The Niners have made it to three of the last four NFC championship games. Is it in the realm of possibilities that the Niners miss the NFC championship game this season?
1: Absolutely not. Not in the, I, I mean, to miss a playoff game? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, championship, championship, right? <laughs> to, yeah, to, yeah, miss, yeah.
2: to miss out on the NFC championship game. So, I mean, they make it past the wild card round, the divisional round, and they're in
1: the championship is it in the realm that they miss yeah. that game? I mean any anything can happen in one game and they could lose in the in the divisional round. Um I mean if I'm betting, I'm probably betting on them to be one of the four final teams, but yeah, no, I mean absolutely in a realm.
0: I just I I mean, injuries. No, you're good, man. I just like injuries, of course, barring injuries. I don't think it is. Now, of course, we, your question did like was based off all their a lot of their starters being out and then Purdy, of course, looking pedestrian. But I, this team is just so stacked and. I think with I think with some minor adjustments, they will have plenty of fill-in players who can continue to make a difference, uh, regardless if they're missing some of their star players now. And I, like I don't want to talk more about injuries, you know, because knock on wood, I, I love when every team gets to perform to their absolute best, right? And that's one of the reasons why uh, Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia was able to usurp them last year was the injury to Brock Purdy. We don't know what would have happened if Purdy was in that game, right? But missing the the championship with a team of their overall caliber, I really don't think that's in the realm of possibilities. Like, right now is their time to go for it. So, we'll see. John, if you have more
2: comments, please. But you still think it's in the realm of possibility that they miss the NFC Championship game? Okay, so not in the realm that they're going to miss. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with John and MJ and agree with Steven. I think it's 100% in the realm that they miss out on the NFC Championship game. Uh, Steven made a great point. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, Teams that aren't supposed to win, win, and knock out teams that are supposed to go all the way. It happens. It just happened to my Braves in the uh, MLB playoffs. Please, anybody but the Phillies win. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think... It's very much in their own possibilities that the Niners miss out on the NFC Championship game. Um, beyond what Steven said, we saw a blueprint of what Purdy looks like with a couple of key players missing. You know, he's got a lot of players in that offense that just have a history of injuries. Are they all gonna be able to stay healthy the entire season and through the playoffs? I don't know. And like MJ said, of course, we want every game, every team to have their best players, best potential. Um, you know, we don't want injuries to be a factor, but I think once again, the odds are uh, against them. Yes, they are the best team most likely to make it to that championship game, but the odds are still against them. Um, I think it's definitely in the realm that they uh, that they miss it. But with that, we're going to move over to Stephen for On The Clock.
1: All right, guys, got three questions, one for each of you, and... We are sticking with the OG thirty seconds per question. So, think about it. Take a sec. Ding. What's up? Drop a leg. It's hot. Hope y'all got that reference. Um, John, we will start with you. Last two games, Cooper Cup has about forty fantasy points, twenty-one targets, and fifteen receptions. It's a lot of targets. A lot of receptions. Our guy Tyree Hill. 53 fantasy points, 19 targets, and 14 receptions. So basically right on par with uh, Cooper Cup and a little, obviously, more with uh, fantasy points. Knowing that the Rams will likely be fighting to be in more games, who would you rather have the rest of this season between Cup and Tyreek, and who would you rather have in Dynasty? Mm -hmm. I love it. Right at 30. I love the eye test comment. A big eye test guy so um i'm all in great great point john um all right scott you're up next on my mount rushmore of wide receivers we got deandre hopkins he's currently number 43 in fantasy points yahoo scoring number 17 in targets so quite a gap between fantasy points and targets um would you still comfortably start d hop as a wide receiver too And do you think he's on the decline or is it the team around him that's bringing him down fantasy point wise? Go.
2: Um, I do not feel comfortable starting him as my wide receiver two. Uh, Maybe my flex. Um, Yes, he's older. Do I think he's on the decline? Maybe, but I definitely think it's more so the team around him. Um, The issue we have here is a whole bunch of targets and not very many fantasy points. Uh, To me, that says one, he's not getting touchdowns or at least a lot of good looks, uh, in high viable places such as the end zone. And two, they're probably not great targets. The quarterback's simply missing him. So yeah, team around him.
1: Yep, I think really good points there. Um, shout out to Harry, Ryan Tannehill, shitty quarterback right now. Um, I think he is the reason for D hops lack of success because I test baby MJ knows if you watch this guy. Hands are glue. He's catching every ball, throwing his way. He's the man. Love D-Hop still. Um, last but not least, MJ. Let's get it, baby. Heard this on the Rich Eisen Show. Love the question. Want to get your thoughts. Okay. Is Justin Herbert an elite quarterback? And are there five other quarterbacks you'd rather have in fantasy this year and in dynasty? Go.
0: Uh, yes, he's an elite quarterback. Um, surprise. Su- listen, uh, Scott's making a face. Surprise, surprise. Who was the QB one for through the first five weeks of the season? Justin Herbert. It, I, I don't, I don't know why people are so up in the air about it. It's their first, first season, like five quarterbacks I'd have before him. Uh, like, is that part of the question? Yeah. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, uh, oh my gosh, just, 30 seconds
1: you for this, keep, you know, you can keep okay. going since Herbert, you named the
0: okay, my bad. I said Herbert again, Patrick Mahomes for sure hurts for sure. Allen for sure. <sighs> Who else has been performing?
1: Um, gosh, I, sorry, I'll, you, I'll, throw, but, I'll throw some out and, and, and this is, this is not only, I guess, well, we'll, we'll stick with fantasy for now, but other guys in fantasy, just say yes or no to, uh, yes. Jared Goff, no. Lamar Jackson, mm. no. Justin Fields, no. Kirk Cousins, no. So I mean, it sounds like he's right, right in there at the number five spot for you, based on some of those players.
0: I mean, I listen. It's their first. Uh, he got. He was let down last. The this last game was a little, little ugly. But I mean. The production is there. I don't know why people are ignoring the fact that this man put up QB one numbers. He was the QB one for multiple weeks in a row. I mean, it just
1: it it befuddles me. So fantasy aside, since you're talking fantasy, you think he's a real life elite quarterback? Yes, absolutely. Even though
0: he's in the record books already.
1: I mean, I agree, but at a certain point either Brandon Staley is the worst coach of all time, which is definitely in their own possibilities. Definitely one of the problems. <laughs> or or Herbert's not cutting it. I think similar to Dak. Like, I don't think anyone is calling Dak a lead quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to throw it out. I think it's, again, I know it may be tough to argue, but listen, he's, if, not, he's so, not delivering.
0: If there's anyone, anyone in any league who happens to listen to this who has Herbert, I will gladly trade for him. I will glad without a without a moment's notice. I think he is absolutely gonna be like how old is this kid? I feel like he's only like what twenty four, maybe twenty-four, five, like twenty-five, Scott? That's what you're throwing up. Twenty-five. Twenty-five? I mean 20 20.86 20. points, 23.2, 28.3, 25.38. This last game, which was quote unquote mediocre, 19.58. I mean, he's a he's a put you put him in the lineup, you don't have to worry about thing.
1: Not to so, mention he yeah. is on the first place team in what's your fantasy, right? Or what's your fantasy league? So, anyways, like I said, I thought it was an interesting question. Chargers haven't been it, so I was curious. I mean,
0: listen. The Chargers, for some reason, will do everything right. They do everything right, but will always find a way to lose. And I don't get—I don't get how it's they true. do. It's uncanny, but you cannot pin that on Herbert. That Qu- last pass, that last INT—that's Quentin Johnston's fault, man. You don't get put that. He's not ready for prime time yet, baby. He's not ready for prime time. But don't don't try to smear my boy Herbert's <laughs> name out there.
2: Love the passion for the. <laughs> Let's, let's not discredit the uh, the Cowboys stepping up on defense when they okay. needed to at the end of that game. Got a sack, sack from Micah Parsons and then the pick to end the game, baby.
0: Very Cowboys good defensive movement mid. there. Good good defensive plays, but Herbert's not the problem.
1: All right, with that, let's go ahead and move it on over to MFK. All
2: right, uh, this week, keeping it fairly simple, I've got three young top 10 this year running backs is based on the what's your fantasy scoring i got the number three the number seven and the number eight running backs so far travis etn kenneth walker deandre
1: swift mfk Hmm. easy mary for me is kw3 kenneth walker wait
2: which one of those do you own in our league
1: kenneth walker all right i test um mayor uh friends of betcha Fitz, travis etn and killing swift um i mean all are doing really well but uh i I, yeah i mean i'm going based off of what i think who's the most talented back of the three and uh i'm taking kenneth walker over etn
0: yeah john johnny want to take the second um i'm gonna have to agree with steven all the way here uh KW3 KW3 has been my boy since he entered the league um and really I I don't know what about it I, if you just like we've mentioned last last year it, it just watch this kid uh and his Michigan State highlights and the the thing with KW3 was he always had tank in the gas it didn't matter how much he used them if you even notice for last year, he did have some moments where he was injured, of course, but that's the exact problem I have with ETN who had nearly the same, uh, fantasy output early to mid season last year. What happened towards the tail end of the season, they use a hell, of a lot of them. I mean, and he just ran out of gas towards the end of the season. I, I really think that we're seeing history repeat itself for this year. Um, so he's going to be my friends with Benjovitz and my kill is going to be DeAndre Swift, just because. Mm-hmm. In the end zone, it's going to be the brotherly shove. And Hertz is going to continue eating that up. That's my MFK.
2: MJ stole some of my thunder there. But uh, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with Steven and MJ. Uh, and yeah, I was just calling Steven out because he likes to do that with me. But sometimes the right answer is the right answer. <laughs> Kenneth Walker is 100% the Mary uh, for me. Uh, Travis Etienne, Friends of Benchfitz, and Joshua Swift, the kill. Um, I was going to say exactly what MJ said. The biggest difference is if you they are first and goal on the one, it's the Bartley shove for Philadelphia. It's not necessarily the tush-push for Seattle or Jacksonville. Um, they're just as likely to, to hand it off. Um, but 100%, it's Jalen Hurts falling into the end zone for the Eagles. And that takes away fantasy value from DeAndre Swift, period, dot. Um, so I think it definitely is much closer between KW3 and Travis Etienne. But uh, with that, uh, MJ, you want to go next? Oh yeah, baby! So listen,
0: uh, who was it? Was Stephen? Weren't you last week giving us like the subpar MFKS? Uh, I I did did give a very subpar one last week. Okay, listen, listen, I'm giving a subpar one this week. It's going to be with some subpar slash unknown starters. QB starters coming in for injured QBs this week. Uh, first of which is going to probably make you squirm. Uh, Malik Willis, Tyson Badgert, Aiden O'Connell.
1: How are we feeling, um, gentlemen? Let me marry Aiden, friends of Betcha Fitz, Malik Willis, and kill uh, Tyson Chicken Guy. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Aiden, whenever he has played, I mean, I guess it wasn't great or he'd still be playing, but, um, Malik Willis. I'd watched the end of that Titans game and it was an absolute travesty. He could not do anything with the ball. Uh, it was a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. So I can't marry him. So that's why I'm friends with Betcha fitting. I, I, the reason I, I mean, I'm killing Tyson because he plays for the bears and he's an undrafted, I believe rookie. So no way I'm taking an undrafted rookie playing for the Chicago bears. So easy, easy, easy kill. John,
0: yeah, yeah. He uh, sure. so he he's a rookie. He just he started one game, I think.
1: Heck yeah, that is amazing reasoning. Actually, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So
1: uh,
2: I, I'm I'm gonna differ from both of you a little bit. Um, I also am gonna marry Tyson Chicken Badgett. Um, listen, the rookie had the awful play with the fumble. But other than that, I thought he did an okay job on a team that really hasn't been great with fields. Besides, you know the DJ Moore week. Um, I am going to friends with Bench Fitz Malik Willis, uh, just because he's more of a proven commodity. You know what you're going to get, which is not good, but at least you know. Uh, Aiden might not even be starting. Hoyer came in for the injured Jimmy G this past week, and True. Hoyer might be starting. So like. Aiden might be a giant goose egg for you. Like at least give me one of the other two guys that could at least be like a point or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, I respect that. Um I'm going to I I'm just amazed at like barring the fact that Hoyer might be starting. I'm amazed that you guys are giving Malik Willis a time of day. He is my automatic kill. I just I am so surprised the two the side side bros Friends with Fitz, Malik Willis. Now, of course, we don't have really good choices, um, so he's going to be my kill. My friends with Benjafitz is going to be Aiden O'Connell, and I am going to have to marry uh, Tyson Badgett. He did, he, yeah. He looked okay. He looked okay. Um,
2: that's that's a Bears homer.
0: I mean, I you know what? I just prefer to be overly optimistic about my Bears, even though we are still projected to get the top two picks in the in next year's draft and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to become more I, sad.
1: I mean, when you go with the argument, which I mean, truly John, when you say like, basically it can't get worse. I, I get it. <laughs> I, think, I think, I think it makes sense. Um, so
2: real, real quick, based on fantasy points, cause they each have played one week or technically badging was like half a week, but, uh, Aiden, uh, was number one with nine point eight two. Badgett had six and change, and Malik Willis had five and change. So by that, it should be Aiden, Badgett, yeah. Malik. But he he did, <laughs> he did
1: play a full that's game. That's the difference. Yeah, give excellent point credit. Um, all right. With mine, I got to preface this, which I've, I've neglected to say. I have an underlining underlining thing this week, which is the month Apples. of October. Oh. <laughs> um so obviously we started with the the apple drafted a national apple day on 10 21 my on the clock questions were all players number 10 so cup tyree Hill, deandre hopkins justin herbert so that was the reason for that well played um, had to throw that back um my mfk are three players that have 10 letters in their name and i will say this is a coincidence but it's one player that each of you guys have in this league. So that lined up perfectly. So we have Chris Olave, Brees Hall, and Sam Laporta. MFK, 10 letters, count them. Ooh. Wait, first and last names? Okay. Wow.
2: That, yeah. Um. If, if you don't use, you know, Christopher
1: or Samuel, but sure. Oh, uh, do they go by Christopher or Samuel? Christopher Olave. <laughs> um, I'll go
0: first. This is pretty easy for me. Brees Hall is my Mary, Chris Olave is my friends of benefits, and SLP is going to be my kill. Um, I just think that, well, for my kill, I do have to explain myself. I, I do feel like. There are a lot of mouths to feed in Detroit. That is an offense that you want to invest in, but we're talking in fantasy. We with these players specifically. These the other two players are players who are undoubtedly th- their alphas. I mean, Chris Olave is the leading target getter for that team. Brees Hall is finally getting the majority of touches, and we've seen what he can do. Uh, with limited touches. Just, just imagine him with a full workload. So easy peasy for me. Oh my only my only uh worry with Olave is Derek Carr's uh week to week performance. That's why he's my friend with Bench
1: John? Kill him it. Killing it. I mean
0: listen, you flip this to a tight end premium, like yeah. I mean it's not, but like, listen, SLP is automatically at the top of that list just because of the consistency. Like, too, way too consistent, and yeah.
2: So MJ married his guy. John married his guy. <laughs> listen, in the surprise of the night, I'm not going to marry my guy. Listen, yeah, That would be a, that a
1: wrong answer. answer.
2: Okay, sure. It'd be a wrong answer, depending on the situation, but uh San Laporta has been amazing, and if we're doing this Based on where you drafted them and the value they've returned, it's definitely Mary Sam Laporta. But I, since
1: Brees, Brees Hall, I think went pretty late. If I can, he, he
2: did in our draft. He did in our draft. You're right. It it might be Brees than Sam. But anyways, I'm gonna agree with MJ. Um, I think Brees is the merrier. here. Um, I don't think Cook provides him any kind of uh, danger to job security in the Jets offense, and Brees pun intended, has been running away with it. Um, Chris Alave, uh, he had a really ugly game the week that he played me in four leagues, which I was very thankful for. Um, I think he's been a little more boom bust. I think that's partly the Saints, partly Derek Carr. Um, but also, he has more threats than you think. Alvin Kamara has been taking a lot of looks in that offense out of the backfield. Um, and I, I think that definitely knocks him down to the friends of bits for me. Um, and I'm not going to say the K word for Sam Laporta cause nobody should ever say the K word with Sam Laporta. Dude's been amazing. He's a rookie tight end, which, you know, he's, he's defying gravity just by saying that he's an amazing rookie tight end, um, ton of mouths to feed in the Lions offense. Like one of you guys mentioned, and he's still eating. So, uh, I'm happy to have Sam Laporta backing up Mark Andrews for me in dynasty. I think I'm set at the tight yeah. end position for a long
1: time. With that said, easy kill on Samuel Porta. Um <clears throat> obviously killing it as we've talked about, but he's a tight end, so easy kill there. Um <laughs> I I feel like I, I usually gotta lean wide receivers when it comes to dynasty, but I'm just looking at Brees Hall's stats this year. And for with him being limited, it's it's pretty ridiculous. It's insane. I, I, I think I gotta marry Brees. Um and it's not nothing with Olave. Love Olave, John, but Derek Carr, I think he's uh he's not he's not it. He's not the guy. And obviously he's not gonna be there forever, but um I, I think for now I I think I want I want Brees Hall. Mm. With that, let's move it to jukebox. Juhu. All right, so To continue our October theme, we got a band, the hit band, Blue October. If you guys are familiar with this band, Um, really, I think just they've had one mainstream song like 10 years ago, 15 years ago or so. Um, The first song being Hate Me. Um, So I think everyone, you guys all, all remember Hate Me?
0: To be honest, no. Hate me today, hate me tomorrow. Oh, maybe Is that ring a bell? I think it does. Let
1: me meet myself. Continue, please. <laughs> um, so it's 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 a little bit of a jam. It's a good, you know, in the feels kind of song. So, "Hate Me" by Blue October, and as Scott beautifully sang, he says, "Hate me today, hate me tomorrow, hate me for all the things I didn't do for you." So, who is someone that you've had a strong affinity for for multiple years, and you always think they're going to do something, but then they never do, and it hurts you, therefore you hate him for all the things that he didn't do for you Oh,
0: ah, that's tough um yeah I, I need a second on is this anyone
1: <laughs> i know you've been in the game just for a couple here john but any uh any guy that you really liked um i don't have any examples off the top of my head but i feel <laughs> like you guys both usually love some guys and they don't like i don't yeah that's a start um
2: maybe i should look down john's roster too
1: um, i mean a guy like uh, i don't know like gabe davis who's actually been good i don't know if that's someone like scott but obviously huge on him last year i was huge
2: at the very beginning of the year but i learned really quickly to stay away from him so i mean that
1: was like a few months MJ, who did you have some big love on or who have you had big love on? Man, the only
0: like, thing is I I can't really think of multiple years, but like, I mean, I can give you example of like the past two seasons, which is Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's really been the person I, I felt madly in love with last year just because of the talent. And then I realized not, really nothing's going to change until uh, this offense changes. I mean – I, I mean, yeah, he got his first touchdown finally last for the season, last game. But I immediately said, "Okay, let me see if I can build the hype and see if I can trade him off for a value player," which I was able to in Mark Andrews
2: to someone who loved the profile. So I, I love that answer, MJ. And I'm actually going to go with somebody that has significantly turned it around, and because of that. I hate him because when I had him last year, he didn't do crap for me. Uh, was injured, basically lost the job, and then got traded. I'm going with DeAndre Swift because I was completely out on him this year. His value was s- dirt cheap. Like you could get him super late in startups. Like Steven was willing to trade him in in uh, Rocky Mountain Club for for nothing, and I should have bought him from him. Mm. And and I didn't and definitely a little regret there because he's number eight on the season. Yes, he's behind the push, push, but still like give me the number eight running back on the season. That's that's an every week start. So
1: give me DeAndre swift. Yeah, that's a tough book. question. Tough question. John. John, did you come up with anything? <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. yeah,
0: real victims' circumstances.
2: Yeah, I had I had Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift in the same league in our league before it was a dynasty league last year, so I, I feel that pain. I love
1: it. I love it, John. Um, the second song by our new favorite band, Blue October, um, "Down Here Waiting." So they say in the song, "I'll be down here waiting." from a little attention from you now down here just sorry I'll be down here just waiting from a little attention from you now um so what player on your bench or your league's benches is just down there waiting from a little attention from you but has clearly proven that he's earned a weekly spot in your lineup just need you to put him up All right, Scott, so Please do not take this super literally and say something like Kyron Williams, who is on your taxi squad, but would be in the majority of starting lineups.
2: Cool. Well, that was an easy answer, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably what I was going to go with off of my current roster because they should be in the starting lineup.
1: Um, and again, it doesn't have to be your team specifically, like a guy that's someone's got on their bench and they're just not starting him correctly. It could be anything like that.
0: Um, I can, we, we actually talked about this before the podcast too. Um, mine's going to be Tajay Spears. Um, I have him in nearly every dynasty league except for one, of course. And cause I told Scott to pick him, and he did. Um, but listen, this guy, especially with the rumor swirling around that Derrick Henry, uh, maybe traded a two surprise surprise a contending team which i am so excited for the king henry to hopefully get a chance to win a championship but i think tajay he was one of my highest ranked running back rookies uh from the 23 class and if you just watch him um you give him a chance to to just watch this guy i mean he ripped off his huge 45 uh yard pass play to end the game uh last week for the titans and he's just waiting there because he's just not getting the amount of looks I would feel comfortable with starting him as. So the moment that he gets that opportunity, he's immediately going into my starting lineup.
1: I don't hate it. I don't love it because I feel like I don't know if he's necessarily earned that weekly spot yet, but I agree. The eye test is there and he's got a lot of potential if Henry happens to leave. Hey, these are tough uh, questions. I wish
0: <laughs> My other one was going to be Nico, but... I feel like people w- should be starting him at this point. calling. So,
1: um, I just, that's a tough question. John, you got everything. I think he could be the the target guy for that team. So I, 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 I think there's a possibility. Um, I don't hate it. Don't hate it. Scott. I
2: mean, you're going to hate it if I say Sam LaPorta, because obviously I have him on my bench <laughs> behind Mark Andrews. So,
1: Every, um, all right, every, here, here we
2: go. Here, I, I got one. I got one. Stop. Okay, don't need the negativity from you every single time. All right. Uh, classic Rashid Shahid. Bro. Rashid Shahid. Oh, Rashid I think deserves to be started. I think depending on the league. So in our Rocky Mountain Club, we get points for return yards. Um, what I I could definitely see myself starting him in uh, uh, like where I have I my receivers on by for sure. Interesting. I didn't even know that. You, you get uh, same thing as like rushing or passing yards. You get decimal points per yards. She returners. Well, typically your returners aren't going to be like your main wide receiver. Backs, right? Yeah. So like, uh-huh. Shahid is what the third string after Michael Thomas and Alave, correct? The Saints, but every time he gets the ball back, those points count too, and he had one return for a touchdown already first week. So yeah, I think he could be a viable starter in deeper, deeper leagues. Um, he's probably on people's benches, especially if you get pump return, kick return yardage points.
1: Certainly better option than the others too. But with that, we will turn it on over to fantasy flash.
2: All right. Uh, fantasy flash is not going well for some people this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the week six recap thursday night football we had an over under of four and a half passing touchdowns might have set that bar a little bit high because there was only two total from Russell wilson and patrick mahomes only two that's all they could throw the entire game steven and mj both got a point for taking the under uh let's go baby Sunday Night football more rushing yards and uh yeah, probably should have confirmed 100% that Daniel Jones was actually going to play. It was Daniel Jones or Josh Allen. And I think had Daniel Jones actually played, he would have smashed. He um, would have. Because he didn't. It was 0-11. to 11. Josh Allen only got 11. But regardless, Steven and MJ with another point there, kind of an asterisk, but a point's a point. Uh, Monday Night Football, more targets, CD Lamb and Jake Ferguson or Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett and it was 8 to 16. So uh, Stephen with a point there, his second perfect week, second in three weeks, in fact. Um, and with that, uh, the new record is Steven at 12 and 6, MJ at 10 and 8. And uh, I don't think I need to say my, but it's 7 and 11, which is a great convenience store, but a terrible record for Fantasy Flash. So uh, I'm going to hopefully turn it around this week. i um, happy to have John making our first guest picks of the year. Uh, so we'll start with our Thursday night football game. Tomorrow night, we have the Jaguars versus the Saints. More total fantasy points, ETN or Camara. And we're using what's your fantasy half point PPR scoring? ETN. Camara. John. I also picked Kamara.
0: Oh, let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, let's MJ, go, I, think, I think this is my chance to catch you. Uh, I think Steven's just going to maintain his distance from me. Uh, Sunday night football, really looking forward to this one. We got a couple of five-in-one teams, a couple of ex-Bama quarterbacks. We have Tua and the Dolphins versus Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And so let's match up Tua and Hurts. More total touchdowns. Tua or Hurts? More total touchdowns.
1: Total mm. touchdowns. Yeah. May, may have regretted that one, but. Or or receiving. You never know. More total touchdowns. Lord. Um,
2: I am leaning Hurts, so I will pick Hurts. I also went Tua. Gonna hedge my bet there. So, uh, Not helping me catch Steven at all right now. Uh, Monday Night Football. We have the Niners versus the Vikings. More receptions. And I'll give you their yearly totals in a second. But it's going to be Brandon Ayuk versus Jordan Addison. Ayuk has 25 receptions on the year. And Addison has 22.
1: And And Ayuk's missed a game, right?
2: Ayuk did miss a game, yes. Total total
0: receptions? Receptions. Ayuk, Easy.
1: I'm gonna go Addison. You could you could pass me? What's up? I said you can pass
2: up. Uh uh he can't. He can get within one of you. He can or he can tie you. Uh you said Ayuk, John. I also went IUK. Cool. So pretty good splits there. We'll see what actually happens. Uh, I need a three and a week to help me catch up to these guys. But, uh, with that, we'll go back to MJ to close it out. Okay. Well, listen, wonderful episode, you guys, especially
0: with our first guest um, of this season, John, John, it's been such a pleasure. Uh, like I said, you guys, please listen, uh, to their newest album, which they are touring, uh, through America. When is your last tour date, John? How long is this going on for? Shoot.
1: Austin.
0: yeah listen blue be- Bluebeard. everyone give it a listen so good uh, so good um if you guys haven't listened well or heard of brook the bluff now's the time to hop on board uh i'm looking and also at- blue october <laughs> yeah and and blue october yeah um <laughs> we're thankful to every one of uh our weekly listeners um i had to shout out because i have uh, my HR head of HR, uh, Mr. Pace. Hey, Mr. Pace. I love talking about fantasy with you every week. Um, I'm so sorry about your teams and how they're all injured. Um, a bit. <laughs> uh, but shout out to you, Mr. Pace and all of our listeners. Like I said, thank you guys for taking your time. Uh, Steven, Scott, John times out of your evenings, uh, to record. And man, this is just always a fun time getting to talk fantasy so uh john do you have any uh, words of wisdom or words of thanks oh yeah baby and hey well listen i mean with your position i know you're one in five uh and what's your fantasy league but this is the point where you get to decide what you want to do with your team and this is the mo- honestly this is where you have the most fun so i'm excited for you to continue
2: <laughs> perfect
1: oh all right uh Uh, Steven, any words first, obviously thank John boy for, for coming on. Always gives us a little ray of sunshine to add to the pod. So appreciate that. Um, and, and yeah, uh, thank you to, to everyone out there listening. Um, whether it's three of you or 17 of you, we appreciate every one of you and love doing this for fun and, uh. Yeah, I guess uh, it's about that time to look at to tank or not to tank if you're uh, in that position. So uh, let's make some trades and get this get this train rolling. Yeah, Scott?
2: Yeah, thank you all for being here, John. Thanks for coming on as a guest, man. Um, I have not listened to the album yet, but I will. Um, I will do it on one of my commutes to work. Uh, is that last uh, concert on the 11th, is that like a Veterans Day festival? Some sort that's on D Day, yeah, November 11th. Interesting. Figured, figured in tech. Oh, nice, cool. (laughs) That'd be fun, dude. Awesome's a good time. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, definitely gonna be hitting you up for some trades. And uh, Stephen MJ, uh, always a pleasure to host with you guys. Um, thanks for taking time out of your day. And, um, yeah, thanks to all of our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening to this. Um, like Steven said, whether it's three seventeen or 69, um, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we hope to, uh, hope for you to join us next week. Yeah. And, uh, good luck in week seven, everybody. We'll
0: see you next week. This is what's your fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. We'll see y'all next time.
1: Sweet, sweet fantasy,
2: baby.